0: Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might
1: just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. It feels like I am sick all the time. Like, every ever since I moved to Texas, it's like, oh... How are you? Ill. Well, you should move back. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because you know that would be super easy. You know, I have to <laughs> have to have a job for like a year before I could move back. You know that, right?
0: I know, I know. Still, even so, even so. Hi, folks. I'm Tim. This is Apocalypse Now,
1: and this is Dustin from from the wilds of Texas. Apparently,
0: uh, on his deathbed again. <laughs> Well, you know, it's it's the weather has finally turned to fall. Here, yeah, and it's screwing with my sinuses really bad, and my brain is having trouble with the daylight savings shift today. I'm I'm sure it'll be fine tomorrow. Right. But this is the first day of of falling back, and while I quite you know, I I'm in love with this weather. This is my kind of weather. Um yeah, it's just that weird adjustment period. So if we sound a little bit sinusy and stuffy and all that fun stuff, it's cuz well, we are. We're so. sinusy
1: and stuffy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, luckily we were were we weren't shivved by uh Rebarb. This is of
0: course the f- quote unquote final. This has been billed as the final Rick Gr- Rick Grimes story. Yeah. You know, this is the end of Rick and for a given value of final, right. really, is what we got here. Because there's, of course, there's, of course, all this announcement today about the new plans for the Walking Dead universe, including the three Rick Grimes movies. Yes. So final is not really the right word. Um, spoiler alert: Rick survives his his extended death scene.
1: I think we were both kind of right.
0: We were both right. I mean, you, you got your lead the walkers away as he yeah. dies, and I got my picked up by the helicopter and saved. Although Rick being saved by the helicopter in the way that he was was possibly one of the most contrived sequences the Walking Dead has ever pulled off.
1: Really? What? What makes you say that?
0: Well, let's see. Jadis has gone off to find this clearing for the helicopter to land in, and that is exactly where Rick washes up on the bank well yeah i mean this is like i mean this is like the hand of god reached down oh i'm sorry hand of the writer (laughs) reached down and picked rick up and deposited him in the plot location requirement you know i mean it's it was a little bit unsubtle yeah no it it's it's I've, i've i've made the terrible mistake of reading other people's reviews today oh yeah which is always a bad idea and um, there are some things I disagree with. There's some things I agree with. There's a, a wide range of of people who are pleased with what happened, and people who are just appalled at how this, this was happened. Uh, this was handled, and I don't know. I kind of come down in the middle. i i had some I had some issues watching it, and issues the more I thought about it. Although I didn't hate the episode, I, there, I thought there was some real right. good stuff in it as well. So. Yeah but um yeah i mean rick took forever right to bleed out i mean that's just like yeah. it's like no no no
1: and you know he went pretty <laughs> far without a liver i would say there was a lot of you know climbing up around on horses and and you know going going through things and jumping out of windows and oh yeah no i'm i'm i'm
0: really kind of stunned he wasn't in shock and passed out i mean it's so in, in, in the grand tradition of what we do here, the recap portion of this program is relatively right. short. <laughs> uh, because, of course, mm. we, we ended up last week with Rick gets thrown by the horse and impaled on the rebar as the giant horde herd mass of walkers are closing Wait. in on him.
1: And, and, of course, Maggie is on her way to kill Negan, and, you know, nobody else knows what's happening. Right, and there's also a
0: fight that's broken out uh, at the the Savior's camp by the bridge. Oh, right. Which we will basically ignore, except for one scene where Rick ends up there and sees all the, the dead people and the and the revived walkers,
1: and no other explanation yeah. of what happens there. No, except at the near the end when when we see Carol run out of the woods and we're like, oh, Carol survived. Yeah, it's like okay, what what happened over there? Are we gonna what? And, and then of course
0: we have a giant uh-huh. time jump at the end of the episode. So, um, I I guess people yeah. died uh, there at the big fight, um, and so okay, sure, I guess it doesn't matter who died because <laughs> they're all extras anyway. Yeah. So yeah, so Rick Rick pulls Rick, Rick comes to, and. Uh, well, he he begins his his process of having uh, hallucinations yeah. and flashbacks and and all these things where his his inner monologue is trying to keep him
1: alive. And I will I'm going to say this right now before we even start talking about him. I was there for every single one of those. I was in it to win it with every one of those. Every single one of those was. I think, in my mind, perfect. The only way that it could have been more perfect if we would have gotten a Laurie and Carl, and if we would have gotten a Glenn. Every single one of those was perfect, in my opinion. Before we even talk about them.
0: Okay, I'm going to agree with you to a point. Now, I would have liked to have seen Laurie and Carl, but the fact that he was in 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 this in these visions he's having. He was looking for his family, so finding uh, them would have sort of taken away of the message of right. they're all your family that they were they were trying to tell. But at the same time, yeah, I mean, it, it felt like – I mean, it was fantastic to have Shane back for a for a really kind of mean, odd, you're my friend, you're my enemy, you're saying things that I know that I don't like to think about conversation, which I thought was handled really well. Um, so so these visions that Rick is having are, he's, he's he encounters, well, he, he basically, he, he goes back to the beginning. He wakes up in the hospital uh, back when when he came out of his yeah. coma. And I watch, episode, I've started
1: you know? watching television now with, cap- with with closed captions on, um, because, because for some reason, I, I guess I just don't understand words anymore. You know, um, it was an accident. I accidentally turned on closed captions on my Roku, and I can't figure out how to turn it off. But now, anytime that I'm watching TV, well, now anytime, like not e- not even when I'm watching it in my room or wherever, like anytime I'm watching, I'm like, why can't we have the closed captions on? <laughs> it makes things so much clearer. In that scene right. where he's in the room, the woman's voice that says, "What's your wound?" That was Laurie's voice. So they at least got her back to do, you know, a little. What's your wound?
0: Well, and, and that was also a Morgan line uh-huh. too. Yeah. From the was again the first episode wasn't it? I
1: guess yeah. Uh,
0: so yeah, so he's he's in this hospital and and he keeps he's every time he has one of these these visions where he's reconnecting with someone from his past they keep basically saying, you have to wake up. Right. And so every time they say that, he snaps out. And so this, on one hand, you have these great moments where he's reconnecting with Herschel, where he's reconnecting with Shane, um, where he's reconnecting with Sasha. On the other hand, it was almost like, okay, what, what really emotional moment can we have and then snap Rick back into a situation where he should be dead. Right. <laughs> he should just be dead. I mean, the death scene, his death scene was like, it went on, so on one hand, these was all really great, and, and these were, re- I think, really cool moments, and yet, he had the world's longest death
1: scene. Oh yeah, it was just a 40 minute long death scene, the whole thing. Do you remember
0: the movie, the the movie version of Buffy the Vampire Slayer? Uh-huh.
1: When Paul Rubens gets staked and...
0: Paul Rubens, yeah, where, where he just, he he can, he continues to have his death scene throughout the entire film. We don't see most of it, yeah. but we come back at the, the end of the film and he's still having his death scene. Uh it's kind of like okay, all right, Rick, either die or don't die. <laughs> Pick one. And and some of the some of the critiques I've seen of it have felt that those scenes with the exception of the Shane sequence were not necessarily um anything more than kind of just um, we with the exception I mean Herschel obviously and of course very you know losing that yeah. actor right after that was filmed really you know the bit was it was kind of like these are just the people we could get get to come back
1: to the show but <laughs> basically
0: and uh, but still I mean I, I thought that, that the scenes had a lot of power and a lot of impact um, I think that the one with Sasha was a little odd to me.
1: Yeah, I mean that's the only one that should have been Glenn. In my yeah. oh,
0: see that would have been fantastic.
1: Yeah, that was. I mean, that's the you know if we're gonna if we're gonna parse if we're gonna parse and split hairs and do all of that that one should have been Glenn.
0: Yeah, no, I I would have liked you know, to see
1: that. And I think and you know uh, Steve it's Steve Yun, right? Yeah, Steve Stephen Yun. Um, and I think, you know, because his char- everyone knew the fate that his character was headed for, I feel like, you know, he probably left on pretty good terms with the show, so I don't see why they couldn't have got him back, in my opinion.
0: I think that would have been really good. I think the the one problem, the really the biggest problem I had with the Sasha scene was that she and Rick were never particularly right. close. But
1: again, I, I think that also goes into the whole... We're all your family. Everyone is your family.
0: Yeah, no. So I think it worked, but it, it, I think it lacked some of the impact that it would have had if it had been somebody who he had been close to. Right. And especially with going back to these characters that we were, you know, we were involved with in the first and second season with with Shane and Herschel, it would bringing Glenn back in. And I know that he said that he has no interest in coming back to the character. Uh, just because he's moved on. But that
1: would have been different. That's not... I mean, it wouldn't be like, you know, now I'm, I'm I'm Glenn, back from the dead.
0: I think there were some really good moments with the flashbacks, especially the one with Shane. I think the whole, the whole discussion where these two men are sort of insulting each other and teasing each other and poking at old wounds in the ways that only old friends can yeah.
1: do. I really liked that one, too, and, and especially the... You know, I'm looking for my family. Don't you mean my family? <laughs> you know? Yeah. How's my daughter doing? Right. You know,
0: at least she doesn't have my ears. I mean, it was yeah, and it, the, the the comfort in the comfort level as well as the weird tension, uh-huh. I thought was really
1: well. And I really like because uh-huh. we, you and I, have had this discussion. You know that that Rick had to be more Shane, that Shane was pushing Rick to be more assertive and you know and powerful and make stronger decisions forever since we've been watching this show and to have that actually acknowledged by the writers and have them say yes you know that's what the 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 person that that rick became is the person that shane wanted him to be was was really cool
0: so yeah no it was a very well done scene um the one with herschel Had, I, I, so this is weird. I barely remember what they actually said in that scene. Uh Uh-huh. All I I knew is that, remember, is feeling in that moment that sense of, you know, a character who you and I did not care for initially, just because he's such a, because of the situation that Herschel was in. Right. And yet, who he, he grew into this character who... We, you know, you really actually cared about, it. and so when he did die, mm-hmm. it was a big emotional impact. It's kind of like Beth, you know, right, right, daughter, daughter, fodder turned into this character that we cared about, and when the show does that well, it does it really well, and yeah. so I, I honestly cannot even tell you what they talked about. All I know is that, oh wow, it's Uh uh-huh.
1: Ah, yes, okay, this is perfect, and. Um, I liked the one at the end where everybody comes to rescue him, and and he's yeah. like, and and Michonne, you're like, oh wow, this is how they're doing it. For, for a second, they got me, and then when 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 uh, Michelle kind of knelt down to him, that's when I was like, uh, right.
0: Up until Rick washes up on the on the bank, mm-hmm. I was not certain whether or not he was actually going to die. Or yeah. That and which i thought they i thought they did a good job of making that as making it really look like he was going to die right whether or not whether or not you feel that was a cheat at the end leave that aside
1: i would have i would have liked you know i would have thought it would have been cool to end with him you know you know you see him as a walker walking away leading all those walkers away from the people that he loves, I thought that would have been cool. That would have been a poetic thing. But I think that this ending leaves something open to do something new and cool with Rick that we don't see in the comics.
0: They are doing something here where, while the show has definitely diverged from the comics in lots of different ways, it has followed along certain story beats. And they're doing it again... With the Whisperers uh-huh. as an enemy, but we've had you know the the ending of the episode with the time jump has taken it to a whole other level of we're going to do things. Oh very yeah,
1: differently I, now, was so, I was so I was so excited when that happened. Like when so uh, we'll, we'll we'll talk about we'll talk about that in a minute because I have
0: I have some pros and cons on that. Going back to the to the thinking that Rick was going to die. I was very... When, that, when they all rushed up and and saved him and, you know, it was right up until the point where Michonne told him that he had to wake up, I was so thinking that what they were going to do was they were going to cut to the real world and we were going to see that all those people were walkers. <laughs> and that that was it. And that was going to be... And, and I realized there was too much of the episode left <laughs> for that to happen. And I was just like, there's no way they're going to do it at this point in the episode. But I was, I I thought they might actually do that. And I was like, okay, nice job. You guys have got me here that I'm thinking you might actually kill him off. Even though, you know, I, I had my pet theory about the helicopter, which turned out to be
1: really good. Like that was, I think that might be the, actually the first time we've ever, you, we've ever successfully (laughs) predicted something on this show.
0: Well, it's because you do the you do the predictions and they're usually wrong but funny, and I right. don't <laughs> Rick goes through these periods where he's barely awake and either on the horse or he loses the horse and he ends up in the cabin right. and he goes all the, you know there's a lot of there's a lot of Easter eggs for the show. Of course, the one everyone's talking about is the do not open um, yeah dead inside. Uh, or which is do not yeah. open dead outside here. And so, I mean, there's all these 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 great little moments that you would expect to have in what is, you know, for all intents and purposes, meant to, for at least as far as the audience is concerned, the last Rick Grimes right. story. But he basically ends up first back at the camp by the bridge and discovers all these walkers uh-huh. here and the mystery confrontation. Uh, and then he gets over to the bridge and his goal here is, is to lead the walkers across the bridge. And, and the bridge of course is going to collapse. That's everybody's big concern. Because, because it's not good.
1: Yeah. Everybody keeps saying the bridge is going to collapse. And there's this great moment
0: when he gets across the bridge and they all, they all, the walkers are going across it, and the bridge is refusing to collapse.
1: <laughs> right, and he's like, "It's gonna hold." Like the whole, like he had been the one going, "No, the bridge has to hold. The bridge has to hold. It's gonna do it." And then when it actually does it, he's like, "Ugh!" He's like, "You <laughs> gotta be kidding
0: me!" Yeah, <laughs> and so at that point is when the events back at. Uh, Alexandria have come to a head and people realize there's something wrong and that, that Rick's in danger. Yeah, Let's flash back to that sequence because I have some pros and cons of the whole Maggie-Negan sequence. Yeah. So Maggie, Maggie has made it to Alexandria and she is going to see Negan and she's going to kill him because she cannot deal with it anymore. She cannot deal with the fact that Glenn is dead and the man who killed him is not Right, and Michonne's like, "You don't want to do this." And Maggie's like, "No, I really do."
1: Yeah. I don't. No, no, you don't want to do this, Maggie. Uh, you're Maggie. Sh- 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 shut your face. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and and Maggie's like, "Okay, what if it was Rick?" And Michonne's like, "Here's the keys." <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, you know, honestly, I think that that is really that was I thought it was really good because it's you know. I I expected nothing less from you know. Michonne was going to let her in, n- no matter what. I think. I kind of had this feeling yeah. that she would have let her in no matter what she said. It was it was I'm gonna I, I'm gonna ta- try and talk you out of this because I think that if you kill him, you are not gonna. It's gonna be bad for you. And when she was like, "Nope, I've got to go in there," he was like, "She was like, okay, you got to do what yeah, you got to do." Decision.
0: Yeah, I think... I I agree. I, she would have done it no matter what. Right. I think she she understands that too much. Even with her, you know, her conversation with Negan about the world they're building, mm-hmm. I think she does understand the concept of avenging your losses. Yeah. Or at least wanting to, whether you can or not, just, just wanting it to. Yeah. And so Maggie goes in there, and she's like, Hi, I've come to, you know, get my revenge. And Negan's like... Good! Well, I, you know, he was kind of expecting this, and, and uh, oh, yeah, you know, it's a shame about your husband that I killed viciously, yeah. and then he describes it, basically. He just, you know, he's... And he's just... He's just pushing the buttons. Right. And it's exactly the kind of thing you would expect Negan to do. The bluster... And the the swagger and the cruelty. And then when Maggie actually lets him out and Negan basically starts begging her to kill him. Yeah. So Jeffrey Dean Morgan in this scene, I think, did a really fantastic job. Oh. Okay. Um, I agree. I and I think, you know, he really sold the fact that Negan is broken and that he is
1: Right, and that was the thing, like, I kept waiting for, like, the heel turn for the, aha, it was on a trick to get you to let your guard down. You know, I kept waiting for that to happen, and it never did. And I was like,
0: oh. And I think this is a necessary evolution of the character, because in the comic, Negan becomes um, Alexandria's pet Mm -hmm. monster. Right, so basically, with with the Whisperer War, he takes it upon himself to go kill the leader of the Whisperers, and mm-hmm. and then come back to Rick and say, "See this thing that I have done. Um, I'm going to fight beside you because you're right, and this is we have to build this world here because Rick is going. Rick is yeah. gone. Rick is." you know, flown away in the helicopter, as far as everyone is concerned, he they think he's dead. Negan has a new role to play in this story now. And he may still play the Arpet monster, but I think that it gives... It actually frees them up to do something mm-hmm. different with Negan or to do something more with Negan and to give Jeffrey Dean Morgan a chance to play Negan in a different way. That said... The fact that we went from where we were with his conversation with Michonne to this in what looks like a day, I was like, "I'm I'm missing a scene here. I'm missing I'm missing an episode where we watch Negan go." I don't know
1: because he was that.
0: I felt it felt so abrupt to me.
1: He was pretty much losing it with the for for Lucille the Bat. Last week he was all, I think we were already seeing, yeah parts of that. yeah, but that was so short and then it was so short for that. and then
0: to have this start off with Negan's usual taunting again again that that, that casual mm-hmm. cruelty. and then to go to this, I mean I I just I felt like there was I felt like there was a missing sequence. And it's like you know somebody cut the cut that scene out for some reason, and that's just the way it felt to me because, you know, I completely got where he where we left him off with Michonne, and I completely get him begging her to begging Maggie to kill him, but I felt like I needed something more in the middle, where where we actually spend some time just with Negan on his own, maybe, to give us a sense of of him really. Because we, we we go from, you guys are just keeping me alive to be, you know, yeah. your, your morality pet, to somebody kill me now. Yeah. It, you know, Maggie, I need Maggie to kill me because I need someone to end my pain.
1: Well, and, you know, but he's he's been having, doing a hunger strike, and, you know, I think he's been, you know, when he said, like, for me, when he was like... You know, I've been, I, I've been trying to do it, and I just can't. It all kind of fell into place. Oh, that's you know, that's what's been going on. So,
0: yeah, I mean, like I said, Jeffrey Dean Morgan did a fantastic job with it. I just felt like I needed, I, 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 I think it would have benefited from having a little bit more where we see more of that, that disintegration yeah. before he goes to begging her. And, but again, that his this is you know. For all the fact that it's very easy to hate the character of Negan, you know Jeffrey Dean yeah. Morgan does a fantastic job in the part, and he does. I, I mean, him begging, begging to to die, I thought. was And not only was,
1: that, like this is Rick got the uh, the lion's share of the. It's the last episode tonight, or last night, but but it's also it was also uh, uh, Lord Cohen's last night.
0: Oh, is it the same?
1: Yeah, oh. I'm, well, I'm looking at an article on AV Club right now that we need to talk about in a minute. Um, that that reminds us, just yeah, both Andrew Lincoln and Lauren Kohan left The Walking Dead last episode. Huh. So well, we, we
0: just well we we've got the time jump coming up, so right. So maybe, maybe she'll have run off to play with the well-dressed lesbians.
1: I, I have a feeling that that's going to be the the uh, explanation we get for it. Is that she is. She has gone to to spend some time with the well-dressed lesbians. I can see that.
0: So they, they, now everybody has realized that Rick is in danger, and they all go rushing out to find him. And they do find him, but unfortunately, there is a herd of walkers in between our heroes and Rick. And Rick is like, uh, I got this, guys. I'm leading them away. Just, you know, I'm going to die. Just go away.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, get out of here.
0: Get out of here, you scallions! <laughs> They're all like, uh, no, we'd like to try and save you. And he's like, oh, God, you people. And, <laughs> but they they literally have hundreds of walkers in between them and Rick. Michonne and Carol and a couple other people start running around, you know, around the the, the long way to yeah. try and get to another way around to him. And, and Daryl just while kind these of watches. Close, yeah. Well, Daryl's picking off the walkers long distance because because Rick is basically uh, being attacked, physically attacked at, by at walkers at this point. And he's about to be overwhelmed, and Daryl starts picking him off. And so everyone is coming I to feel save Rick.
1: Very Red. attacked,
0: and and somebody somebody who knows more about explosives can explain it to me because I didn't think this is how things worked. But there's a there's a, a box of dynamite on the bridge and. Rick recognizing that you know these people are it's, it's there's no way for his friends to reach him in time, and there's no way.
1: And to... he's bleeding out, and he knows that this is the end. And blah, blah 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 blah.
0: And the bridge is is you know insisting that it's going to work as <laughs> in spite of everyone's insistence that it's going to fall apart. So he yeah. blows up the bridge. Uh, he shoots. He shoots the dynamite, and the bridge explodes. And everyone's reactions, I thought, I thought, if this is really the end of Rick, everyone's reactions was pretty much pitch perfect. I mean, the look on Daryl's face, his whole, everything we saw, every, you know, every second of Daryl until he, we saw, watch him walk away, is just perfect. Yeah. And Michonne breaking down and and everyone just stunned. I thought if th- if this is it, then, okay, okay. I-, I could see Rick dying like this. I'm okay with this. This is a good death.
1: Yeah, I really liked it. I thought that, honestly, this was a very, I, I felt this was a good episode. I felt like we got what we needed. I got what we needed from, from this episode.
0: And then, of course, Rick rushes up on the shore, and Jadis, who has basically been lying to the guys in the helicopters about having... Uh, their A, whatever the A B yeah. system here is, uh, because she. Well, I have a feeling
1: l- that that an A is a walker because she was going to use Gabriel as her A.
0: Yeah. Well, she describes Rick as a B, and they wanted an A, but they they'll settle they're subtle for a B. And she says that he's a friend who saved me, and I need to save him. And and apparently, from what it what it looked like, she was going to. Kill the helicopter pilot and take yeah. the helicopter. Whether or not she could fly it, we don't know, but apparently so. And instead, she convinced the pilot to land and take Rick, and she flew away with him. And the last we see Rick is he has in the helicopter, and Jadis is saying, You're going to be okay. I'm going to take you to a place. They're going to make you better. Right. But the thing is, of course, like I said last week, with my think, thinking this was going to happen, are, you know, everybody else thinks Rick is dead. As far as they know, that's it. Rick is... Their lives have to go on without Rick. Right. If that had been the end of the episode,
1: then that would have been a good place to end. But it's not. Because uh, then it had to end in an awesome place. Are we about to fight? Because I am in okay. love with the time well, jump. Like... I, okay. You know. no, 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 no. I don't.
0: I don't have a problem with the time jump. I do have a little bit of a groan moment. So you you see these people? They're being overwhelmed by walkers, and and the walkers are like on top of them, and it looks it looks like they're doomed. And suddenly, gunfire rings out, and walker headshots, and they're like they hear a voice saying, "You know, come with me if you want to live." Yeah, and it's a, it's a it's a small child's voice, and they follow her, and, and there's this little girl, and she's got a gun, and there's a sword across her back, a very familiar-looking sword, um, but I didn't register that till I watched it again. Uh, what I did register was when she picks up the hat, R- Rick's hat, and puts it on her head, and she says, my name is Judith, Judith Grimes, and I sat there, and I went, oh, okay. On one hand, we've done a time jump. Judith is turning into a little badass. That's excellent. I'm all on board with that. But this was like so on the nose. <clears throat> it was almost it, it was it was a little much.
1: Oh, I it was, thought it was I thought it was exactly 100 percent the correct amount. I I was into it. I was like, yes, <laughs> that is that that is little ass kicker. And she is kicking ass. She's out in the woods by herself. She's she can't be more than eight. That is perfect. That is no, I'm, I expect that is perfect. I'm into it. I am into it.
0: And 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 I I don't necessarily disagree with you, but I I think that scene would have completely worked if she had not said Grimes. If she just put the hat on and said, "My name is Judith." Yeah, and if she if if it had been right there, I would have not had I would have probably would not have had my little groan moment. But I'm just like, oh, okay, all right, all right, right. And then we have our you know coming soon to the Walking Dead universe.
1: Uh huh.
0: We get previews of the of the flash forward, and we get a sense of of where things are standing in this world, and we see Carol with long hair, and and Judith saying, you know, everything's going to be okay, and welcome to our welcome to our community, and. Negan in his cell and and there's a scene in the comics where these new arrivals show up and Negan basically plays mind games with them to get him to let him out and then when they accidentally leave the cell unlocked he doesn't leave the cell to try and show that he can be somewhat trusted which I think they're probably going to do with this little sequence here. But yeah, I mean I'm I am on board with the time jump. I am completely on board with that. Uh because I think that if we spent the next several episodes dealing with everyone's reactions to Rick's death, it would probably get real old real quick. <laughs> as as much as these characters are obviously going to be impacted by Rick's death, their Rick's perceived death um, we already have had enough episodes of people dealing with the death of... Right. Pick one, you know. Dealing with the death of Herschel, dealing with the death of Glenn, dealing with the death of Carl, dealing with the death of, you know, everybody's death.
1: Yeah, and I'm glad that we're we're going, we're bumping ahead a little bit. So, yeah, I mean, it's,
0: I'm... Overall, I enjoyed the episode. I thought it was a solid way to sort of it was the Rick Grimes greatest hits. It was a, certainly, I think a good exit for Andrew Lincoln and with the opening to come back, which we've talked about. Um, and I think that now that, you know, AMC wants to have this trilogy of, of Rick movies um, and they're talking about another spinoff and all these different things. It's, um, you know, I'm, Overall,
1: I was okay right. with
0: it. I was, I was, I, I enjoyed the episode, and I think that it was a it was a yeah. decent send off.
1: Well, while I was waiting for you to call, I actually was going flipping through AV Club, and I found an article um, that says Norman Reedus and Melissa McBride are going to have multi the multi year deals with AMC for Walking Dead. Norman's to the tune of somewhere between 50 and 90 million, and Melissa's about 20 million. And it means, and, and that uh, Denai Guerrera, who plays Michonne, is kind of talking about the same kind of deal herself, but she has got Marvel in her back pocket. To to right. negotiate with, which Melissa McBride and Norman Reedus don't have, but but it also says that this deal is not contingent on The Walking Dead surviving. So if The Walking Dead gets canceled this season, or you know whatever, they still will get paid, or they can get shuffled over to Fear the Walking Dead, or get their own spinoff, or so Melissa McBride and Norman Reedus are are we can we can put them in the safe category. <laughs> for a little while. <laughs> sure. You know what this reminds me of more than anything? Um, Mark Green dying on ER. Because Mark Green was There's a flashback. Well, I mean, Mark Green was the was the linchpin of that show. He was the central character. He was the he was the the guy, you know, the moral compass. He was that ER was essentially Anthony Edwards' show. As Dr. Mark Green. And when he... Even though it was supposed right. to be an ensemble the whole time... Really, honestly, it was Mark Green's show. And so when he decided to right. leave... And they killed him off... They had to refocus on that ensemble. And the show went on for another like... Six years or something. Didn't it last right. for like... Fourteen... Fourteen seasons or something crazy? But I... Th- oh, yeah. No, incredible. One of the longer right. running... I think if they take that model, if they take that ER model and basically make it, you know, anyone can be the central character of an arc or a season or whatever, because, you know, that's kind of what they did. Like, you know, each character, like a character would have a really important arc that lasted five or six episodes, and then they would go kind of into the background, and another character would have an arc, and, you know, they they all kind of shared the the lead after he was gone, uh, to the to the point, you know, where it, you know, allowed the show to survive. Right. But again, you know, like I said, I kind of feel like I when we talked about this before too, I kinda feel like the Walking Dead should be closing up shop pretty soon. Except for now that I heard Melissa McBride's got multi year deal, so maybe not too too soon. Well, I think maybe maybe the
0: Walking Dead This version of the show just evolves into something Mm -hmm. else entirely. I mean, you know, the the select certain cast members go forward on a different show or whatever. So we'll see what I mean. They're you know, like I said, they're talking about a spinoff. We've we've talked about potential merging of Fear of the Walking Dead and The Walking Dead into one show. They've they've got what ten years of uh, another ten years of plans for the show. Um, Now, based on the current ratings, that may not be a thing that happens.
1: (laughs) I'm very interested now to see how they they handle a child who has grown up in this universe. Like they've already we've already established that she's a crack shot and that she can tell the difference between a human and a walker from distance. From from a stand of trees, she can snipe out some walkers to save some people. We've already established that and that she's accomplished right. enough to be out on her own on patrols at just so obviously seven years old, like seven or eight years old, like, you know, if they're, if they try and pass that kid out, they're like, oh, I'm 12. I might believe it. I might accept it, but I don't.
0: No, no. She's, she's way too young to be like a 12 year old. And I don't think, I don't think they would be, um, wanting to push the time jump that far forward. Anyway, it's got to be, I don't know, five years, six years. Um, I mean, not to say that The Walking Dead's not going to have, you know, more trouble with, with time, because they always will. I think that's just part and parcel of the DNA of the show. Overall, overall, you know, quibble my quibbles aside, that I, you know, that I've already mentioned, um, I, I, I thought it was good. Yeah, me too. We agree. So, and I'm very interested... Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm very interested to see what they do next. Yes. Because...
1: And it I, is. I think that's been like the tenor of everything I've read today too. Is like, for the first time in a really long time, we're like really excited to find out what The Walking Dead's doing next week.
0: Now there have been some reviews where they were very, very critical. Um, there were a few that that said that they felt that it was kind of a a, a betrayal of of Rick and and or they felt it wasn't an effective ending. All these different things. Um, and I'm not, uh, I, I don't agree with a lot of it because clearly, you know, we did enjoy this episode. But at the same time, there are legitimate criticisms and, and people thought they, you know, would, were hoping for more from certain sequences. Yeah. Um,
1: and, I, and that's fine. And I guess, you know what I thought you, th- 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 even you so. just said that it just popped in my head that's now interesting to me? There's going to be at least mm-hmm. one of these Rick movies where J- it's it's him and Jadis doing something together. Like, this is not just, you know, Andrew Lincoln's new movie deal. This might be Polly, whatever her name is, new movie deal, too. Because if, you know... Mm-hmm. Which I think might be interesting as well.
0: It'll be interesting to see what they do with her. Yeah, I'm I'm not sure... I'm not sure how much
1: I'm uh, uh, invested in that idea.
0: I, I've never. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm, I'm. I've never exactly warmed to the character so much. So, uh, but even so, yeah. I mean, it's it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting. So yeah. So yeah, Rick's Rick's dead. Rick's not Rick's not dead. Um, the future is wide open, and jumped into the distant future. Um, we got movies coming up and we've got all sorts of weird walking dead things happening. So,
1: yeah. Yeah, is there an episode next week?
0: Um, yes, there is an episode next week. This episode was called What Comes After and the next episode is called Who Are You Now, which seems appropriate. Mm. And it looks like season or it looks like episode 8 might be our mid-season finale, which is on November 25th. So, because that's as far forward as I see episode listings. So that doesn't necessarily mean anything. But
1: I'm excited. I'm I'm excited. You know, I've been interested and excited this last six episodes, and I, it's weird to have it continue. Frankly,
0: yeah. I mean, we you know we've 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 been burned before.
1: <laughs> we have. So it's, <laughs> and so has Madison. <laughs> i tickled myself i tickled myself a little
0: oh i don't know maybe oh
1: wouldn't that be hilarious oh wouldn't oh my gosh wouldn't it be weird if like rick movie number two you know he comes across madison and and they (laughs) kick boots and ask for questions and all that good stuff (laughs) that would be fun uh 'cause they Because you know you know the, the the reason, you know, it's gonna be three they're gonna do three movies and it's gonna be him trying to get back to the red, regular Walking Dead cast. Right. So they're gonna take him some dog ass long way away. It can't just be to like New York. Right. It's gonna have to be, you know, all the way to the other side of the country or maybe even to England. You know? <laughs> like you'd be joked about. Yeah, and have him trying to get back.
0: Then we then we have the Walking Dead twenty eight days later crossover,
1: not to be confused with twenty eight days, which is a Sandra Bullock movie.
0: Right, there's a different thing.
1: Although there's I, I I feel I feel so extremely confident that there is a a mashup trailer somewhere like Funny or Die did like years ago that you know I'm sure that if you typed it into YouTube it would pop up immediately. Like I'm that I'm I'm confident that that's the real thing.
0: I I do not doubt it. And I would not be remotely surprised. So. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys for listening. As always, we appreciate you tuning in to Zompocalypse Now. We love having you do that. If you can find us on Twitter, you can find us on Facebook. We would love to have you follow us there. If you have something you would like to tell us and share with us, we'd love to hear it. Uh, if you could give us a rating or give us a comment on, on Facebook or Twitter or on iTunes or podcast.com, that would be great. It always helps people find the show. And we will be back next week with more of this. Thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. And thank you guys again for listening to Zompocalypse Now. We'll see you next week. Bye. Zompocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey. All rights reserved.